Hey guys, welcome to Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. I'm Dr. John Berardi, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, and if you're not familiar with us, over the last 15 years, we've become the world's largest online nutrition, fitness, and health coaching company. Through that time, as you can imagine, we've watched fad diets and fitness crazes come and go. But when the fads have failed and the crazes died out and people just want something that works, they turn to Precision Nutrition for things like expert coaching, guided mentorship, and online support. In this podcast, which is a mix of recorded articles, interviews, and roundtable discussions, myself and my Precision Nutrition colleagues will help make the whole nutrition, fitness, and health process work for you. Ideally, you'll discover that eating, moving, and living well can be easy and enjoyable for now and into the future. So let's get started. Hey, this is Bryce from Precision Nutrition, and today I'm reading the article, Coffee Upgraded? Is Bulletproof Coffee All It's Cracked Up To Be? by Brian St. Pierre. Bulletproof Coffee introduced the world to coffee hacking and the novelty of butter in one's morning brew. As a result, it's been something of an internet sensation. People are talking about it, people are trying it, many even claim it works wonders for them. But what is it about this magical concoction that has people pimping their cup of joe? More importantly, do the results actually match the hype? In today's article, Brian St. Pierre takes a look. Hacking, the quest to improve everything. Everyone knows that a healthy lifestyle is a journey, not a destination. Indeed, it's a lifelong project defined by the relax, slow down, and take one day at a time approach we share in our nutrition coaching programs for men and women. But hey, who doesn't love shortcuts, right? Or tweaks and fiddling? Enter the hack a way to improve, individualize, and or streamline a process, like a computer hacker who messes around with the original software. Hacking, as it's called, has become a defining concept in our culture. There's now IKEA hacking, home hacks, body hacking, and if you want to go all the way, life hacking. In the exercise or nutrition area, if you're more advanced, you might have wondered, is there some way I could hack my nutrition or fitness? Or perhaps if you feel a certain ennui about your morning brew, is there some way I could make my coffee more sciency and awesome? And if you're that sort of curious person who hunts for better ways to do things, you might have already stumbled across Bulletproof Coffee. So what is Bulletproof Coffee? Well, Bulletproof Coffee, BPC, is actually a recipe. In essence, it's a combination of coffee, grass-fed butter, and medium-chain triglyceride, MCT, oil. Some people even add nootropics, cognitive enhancement supplements, or drugs to the mix. Of course, with Bulletproof Coffee, not just any coffee will do. You can't just pull out your old Dunkin' Donuts or Tim Hortons blend and think it'll work. Remember, hackers gotta be optimal. So they fancy things up with so-called upgraded coffee. And yes, it's trademarked. For starters, upgraded coffee promoters claim it improves energy, mood, productivity, and overall health much more than regular old coffee. And also unlike regular coffee, upgraded coffee is supposedly mycotoxin-free. We'll explain that idea more in a minute. Okay, so you take super-duper coffee, then add grass-fed, unsalted butter, and MCT oil. Now, you've got bulletproof coffee. This is next-level, space-age stuff right here. And in case you're wondering, here's the exact recipe. Start with two cups, 500 milliliters, of black, upgraded coffee. Then add 2 tablespoons or 30 milliliters of unsalted grass-fed butter, 
or more, up to 80 grams of butter. Then add 2 tablespoons, or 30 milliliters, of unsalted, grass-fed butter, or even more, up to 80 grams of butter. Then 2 tablespoons, or 30 milliliters, of MCT oil. Then blend, ideally in a high-speed blender, until the oil emulsifies and it looks like a latte. Now, Bulletproof Coffee fans claim that it's satisfying, kills hunger, eliminates jitters often caused by high caffeine intake, and keeps drinkers humming all day long. But do these claims pan out? Time to explore. First, we'll take a look at what the research says about coffee, mycotoxins, saturated fat, and MCTs. Then, I'll try some Bulletproof Coffee myself. So, let's start with coffee. Is it good for you or bad for you? Based on the research, it's hard to make a blanket statement about coffee. Like a lot of nutrition science, most of the data on coffee are correlational. Correlational data don't tell us cause and effect. They just tell us what things tend to go together. Now, on the one hand, regular coffee consumption, 1 to 3 cups per day, is consistently associated with lower risk of diabetes, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, many cancers, and overall mortality. Coffee and caffeine are also widely recognized performance and brain boosters. Unfortunately, many of the potential benefits seem to disappear if we drink too much coffee, say more than three cups a day. And coffee consumption is also associated with higher risk of miscarriage, disrupted sleep, worsened PMS symptoms, increased blood pressure even in people without hypertension. So, kind of mixed results here, no clear winner. And if you want to learn more, you can see our article all about coffee. Is it good for us or a disease waiting to happen? You can read it at precisionnutrition.com forward slash all dash about dash coffee. Now, coffee's benefits or harms definitely seem to depend in part on how much we drink, but there may be other factors at work, such as caffeine metabolism. One reason that coffee studies are hard to interpret is that humans are diverse. Genetically, we don't all respond to coffee or caffeine in the same way. About half of you listening to this are a little slow. Seriously, half of you have genes that make you a slow caffeine metabolizer. If you're a slowpoke and you consume a lot of caffeine, your chances of stuff like heart disease go up. The other half of you are fast caffeine metabolizers. You won the genetic lottery here. Habitual caffeine consumption actually lowers your heart disease risk. Now, don't get too cocky. You still have to keep your coffee intake to no more than about three cups a day to see benefits. Now, if you'd like to know which type you are, you can check out 23andMe at 23andMe.com. And for more of this, you could also see Dr. Berardi's interview with nutrigenomics researcher Dr. Ahmed El Sohomi at precisionnutrition.com forward slash nutrigenomics research. Now, of course, there are many other factors in maintaining good health and avoiding cardiovascular disease. But if you're interested in nutrition and fitness, as we're assuming you are, you probably want to control all the factors that you possibly can. And with that in mind, here's another possible risk factor you may not have known about. Mycotoxins. Much of the discussion of bulletproof coffee revolves around the potential mycotoxin content of coffee. Myco comes from the Greek mukes, which refers to fungus or mushrooms. Coffee is grown in tropical countries close to the equator, and due to the climate of these regions, fungal growth is more common. Thus, mycotoxins are a form of potentially toxic mold, specifically metabolites produced by fungi, that can develop on coffee beans, among other foods. Researchers have known for decades that a high intake of mycotoxins can cause health problems in both animals and humans. Six major mycotoxin strains, 
aflatoxins, ochratoxins, citronin, ergot alkaloids, patalin, and fusarium commonly occur on or within food products. However, as with many environmental compounds, the dose makes the poison. As far back as 1980, researchers have noted that mycotoxins are not often found in commercial coffee grinds. If they do appear, their levels are low. Roasting destroys 70-80% to of mycotoxins, and recent research actually shows reductions of 69-96%. to Now, this is not a universal finding, however. Most recent research has had some differing results. When it comes to coffee, ochratoxin A, OTA, is the most studied mycotoxin. It's toxic to the kidneys, suppresses your immune system, can cause birth defects, and is classified as a possible human carcinogen. Sounds pretty bad. A 1997 research team analyzed 633 different samples of coffee from several European countries and tested them in nine different labs. They found that more than half of the samples had no detectable levels of OTA, and the rest had, in their words, a rather low level. According to their estimations, consuming four cups of coffee, 32 ounces, would provide 19 nanograms of OTA. By comparison, in 2010, some French researchers tested 30 roasted coffees. By comparison, in 2010, some French researchers tested 30 roasted coffees that were widely available in French supermarkets. They found that a 300 milliliter serving, about 10 ounces, contains 31 nanograms of OTA. Now clearly this is substantially more than the roughly 5 nanograms per 8 ounce that the 1997 research team found. These researchers state that the OTA in coffee is generally underestimated because there are other substances in coffee that interfere with quantifying total OTA content, hence why their numbers were substantially higher. Now, researchers also aren't sure what a safe dose of OTA would be. The first opinion, 1.5 nanograms per kilogram of body weight per day, and that's according to the virtually safe dose discussed by the French researchers. The second opinion, 5 nanograms per kilogram per day, according to the European Commission and the FDA. The third opinion, 14.3 nanograms per kilogram per day, according to a joint committee of the Food and Agriculture Organization and World Health Organization. Okay, so I'm 86 kilograms, about 190 pounds. Let's put that into real terms. For opinion one, I'd have to consume 5 to 27 cups of coffee a day to exceed the safety limits. For opinion number two, I'd have to drink 17 to 91 cups a day to exceed the safety limits. And for the third opinion, I'd have to drink over 250 cups a day. <laughs> Sunny boy, fetch me my coffee hose. Well, it seems that I'm in no danger regardless. And as I've mentioned, mycotoxins appear in other foods too. OTA occurs in small amounts in raisins, cereal grains, peanuts, beer, wine, and legumes. A mixed diet containing reasonable amounts of all of these foods, in conjunction with a modest coffee intake of 1-3 to three cups a day, probably won't push me past the safe OTA consumption limit. That's right, even if I get a little crazy with Mr. Peanut or the California Raisins. Now, however, if you're concerned about optimizing, i.e. perfecting your intake, or you're still worried about OTA and mycotoxins, or you have a very low-risk tolerance, or you're willing to spend twice as much for the same amount of coffee, then something supposedly low in mycotoxins, such as upgraded coffee, might make you feel more comfortable. But remember, again, according to the research, 
most of the coffee you drink is really low in mycotoxins anyway. And there's no evidence to suggest that this one trademarked brand of coffee has a better mycotoxin count than any other brand. Now, the second controversial component of Bulletproof Coffee is the addition of copious amounts of saturated and total fat from butter and medium-chain triglyceride oil. Now, while Bulletproof Coffee might seem like modern chemistry, the idea of putting butter in the brew is pretty familiar to traditional Ethiopians who sometimes put butter in coffee or Mongolians who consume yak butter tea. So it's not really as weird as it might sound. Now we'll take a look at saturated fat and MCTs in a minute, but let's just start with the calories. Not surprisingly, when you dump a big glop of fat into your coffee, you increase the calorie count of that coffee dramatically, over 10 times more than your standard coffee with cream. Specifically, a regular bulletproof coffee would have 460 calories with 52 grams of fat, whereas a coffee with half and half has only 40 calories and 3 grams of fat. And if you put whole milk in your coffee, that's only 18 calories and one gram of fat. So an extra 400 plus calories is a lot, especially if you have more than one bulletproof coffee a day, as many people do. Now, if bulletproof coffee is your meal, in other words, if you actually drink this instead of eating breakfast, you can probably get away with those extra calories. Although consider, one fully tricked out bulletproof coffee has the same amount of fat as 12 egg yolks. Also keep this in mind, in order to make the rest of your day's intake adequately nutritious, you'd have to make sure you ate a lot more protein and colorful fruits and vegetables at other times. You'd also want to lower your fat intake at other meals, and you'd need to choose mostly monosaturated, i.e. avocado, nuts, olive oil, and polyunsaturated sources, nuts, seeds, fish oil, to keep your fats balanced throughout the rest of the day. So what you save in time with bulletproof coffee you might lose elsewhere in careful food prep and planning to ensure you nourish yourself properly. Now at PN, we don't worry too much about saturated fat. We think the whole saturated fat will kill you deader than rat poison hysteria is grossly overstated. A reasonable amount of saturated fat from whole food sources, like coconut, dark chocolate, whole fat dairy, and animal sources, is fine, especially if you're eating a wide variety of minimally processed foods, such as veggies, fruits, proteins, whole grains, and other healthy fats. Three recent reviews of the literature have overtly stated that there is no significant association between the intake of dairy products, including full-fat dairy products, and increased risk of cardiovascular disease and stroke. However, that doesn't mean that saturated fat is entirely harmless, or that you should consume a day's worth or more of saturated fat in one shot, especially if you aren't careful to have a well-balanced, diverse, nutrient-rich food intake at other times. Now, we won't give you a full lipidology review in this article, but here's something to consider. Many clinical case studies have shown that when people suddenly increase their intake of things like coconut oil, which is the richest source of MCTs, their blood lipids go up dramatically. Now, here's a 2013 example from the Journal of Clinical Lipidology. A 52-year-old woman started eating coconut oil every day. Her blood lipids looked like this. Total cholesterol, 303. LDL, 178. HDL, 106. Triglycerides, 94. And non-HDL, 197. Doctors then advised her to stop the daily coconut oil supplementation. Her numbers dropped dramatically after only 6 weeks. Post-coconut oil lipids, her total cholesterol 
went from 303 down to 201, her LDL from 178 to 127, her HDL from 106 to 58, her triglycerides from 94 to 77, and her non-HDL from 197 to 143. Now, many will argue that blood lipids don't matter because cholesterol is not the true problem. And while this may be technically true, there are elements of blood lipids that definitely increase risk for heart disease. Your total LDL particles seem to best predict cardiovascular disease risk. Your non-HDL is a good general proxy for this measurement as it requires fancy lab work to find out your LDL particle numbers. And your HDL and LDL are simply the cholesterol content of those particles, not the size or number of the particles, and there are many other components of these lipoprotein particles besides cholesterol. Now this patient's non-HDL dropped quickly after stopping the excessive saturated fat supplementation, which suggests that her LDL particles had gone up from the coconut oil. In other words, it seems that the added coconut oil increased her heart disease risk. And here's another interesting case study. Dr. Spencer Nadolsky has now seen more than 100 patients following the Bulletproof Coffee protocol. Many have come into him with explosive blood LDL particle numbers. After dropping the protocol, these blood markers go back to normal. Here's what Dr. Nadolsky has to tell us. A 25-year-old male came to see me for blood work. He had no health problems. All he wanted were some advanced lipid and lipoprotein lab tests. I ordered his LDL particle number along with APOB levels and a regular cholesterol lipid panel. His numbers came back very high with his LDLP at 2,759 nanomoles per liter and LDLC at 253 milligrams per deciliter. These are both over the 95th percentile. I was quite worried this patient had clear familial hypercholesterolemia and needed a statin, cholesterol-lowering drug. When I brought him in to talk about it, I asked about his diet. He told me he ate a very low-carb, high-fat paleo diet. I had a few patients that ate like this, but with much better numbers, so I asked about specifics. He said that he started his day out with bulletproof coffee, into which he put gobs of butter. Well, I told him to stop the bulletproof coffee so we could retest in a few months. When I retested, his LDLP had dropped to below 1,683, and his LDLC dropped to 161. Both are still on the higher end, but definitely don't need any medication. Was it purely the extra calories added, or was it the excess saturated fat changing his LDL-APOB metabolism? I'm not sure, but I've seen this happen often. It seems to be a trend. Many people consuming bulletproof coffee have high lipids, though it doesn't happen in all BPC users. Once those with super high levels stop BPC, their levels drop to normal. So what can we take away from Dr. Nadolsky's experience? Well, like coffee and caffeine, there might be genetic or environmental differences in how bodies handle lots of extra-saturated fat. Some people's blood lipids will go up dramatically when they consume too much saturated fat. Other people will be fine. The only way to know is to get tested. That means if you're a bulletproof coffee fan, or at least trying it, and or you're an ardent, low-carb, high-fat eater, get checked. If your lab tests show no changes in your blood lipids and an overall healthy lipid profile, keep doing whatever you're doing. If, however, your labs show elevated blood lipids, consider changing your intake. Okay, now let's get back to talking about medium-chain triglycerides. Along with superstar coffee and high-end butter, medium-chain triglycerides, MCTs, add to the chemical allure of bulletproof coffee. 
Fat normally has to be packaged into lipoproteins, enter the lymphatic system, and then get into our bloodstream. MCTs are a special type of fat that is absorbed into our portal vein and sent straight to the liver, bypassing normal fat digestion and absorption. The research on MCTs is a bit of a mixed bag. MCTs don't seem to make people feel more full or satisfied than other fats. In a 2012 systematic review of the MCT literature, only one of seven studies found that MCT oil improves satiety. MCT may help people get leaner and improve body composition. The 2012 review found that six of the eight studies on MCT and body composition, or body weight, showed a positive effect. While promising, these were generally short studies of 4 to 16 weeks, and they tended to have poor overall dietary makeup in the studies, such as inadequate protein. And adding MCTs to a diet won't result in sudden fat loss. You still need to be in a caloric deficit overall. MCTs may help the body burn more calories than other fat sources. However, this benefit is modest, and again, must be balanced against any issues with blood lipids. MCTs may have some mild body composition benefits, but only if they are used in place of some other fat or calorie sources. In and of themselves, they will not make you magically leaner. Alright, so that's all the clinical research. Time to take one for science and put my coffee where my mouth is, literally. So here's what I did. I ordered the Bulletproof Coffee Kit, Brain Octane Edition. This came with two bags of upgraded coffee and one jug of upgraded Brain Octane Oil. That's 100% MCT oil. Total cost, $64.95 US. And I bought some unsalted grass-fed butter, Kerrygold as recommended. Total cost there, $4.99 US. So here's my first experiment. The protocol, plain coffee, no extra stuff. Alright, the result was delicious. It definitely tasted like high-quality coffee. And my wife agreed, going out of her way to tell me how good it was. It definitely cleared my head a bit, and I felt good after drinking it. But I can't say for certain that I felt any better or worse than my usual cup of black coffee first thing in the morning. A possible confound? Freshly ground beans. These will always taste better than pre-ground. And I usually buy pre-ground coffee because of the convenience, and because I make and drink my coffee while my kids are sleeping. Freshly grinding coffee beans every morning is simply not an option. At least not until they get old enough and I can train them to make daddy's coffee like good little baristas. Alright, then I moved on to experiment number two, the full Bulletproof Coffee Monty. About two hours later I got serious. I followed the Bulletproof recipe carefully. That's two cups of upgraded coffee, two tablespoons of unsalted grass-fed Kerrygold butter, and two tablespoons of upgraded Brain Octane oil, that 100% MCT oil. I blended all ingredients in my 1500 watt Ninja blender until there was a thick head of foam. The result? Wow, it tasted pretty good. I drink black coffee almost exclusively, so I can't compare the taste and feel to lattes or other fancy concoctions. It was very rich, a tad greasy, but enjoyable nonetheless. I certainly felt energetic and alert, but that's normal for me. I didn't feel jittery, anxious, paranoid, or like slapping invisible bugs off my skin. Also normal. I already drink three cups of coffee a day and I can handle my brew like a boss. Now as for a possible issue, well, maybe this is too much information time, as many people including me have discovered uh, via experiential learning, gastrointestinal distress is common with large amounts of MCT and butter. So if you want to try BPC, start with less fat and ease into it slowly, or else you'll be running to the bathroom quickly. Now, was Bulletproof Coffee an amazing spiritual chemical experience? 
Not really. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't particularly special. I wonder if some of the effects people are feeling are simply due to caffeine's magic, or perhaps a little bit of the old placebo effect. After all, if you spend a lot of money on coffee and go through the trouble of preparing it, you probably really want it to work. So, what should this all mean to you? Well, to begin, self-experiment, gather data carefully, and make informed conclusions about what works for you. As you'll know if you're a regular precision nutrition blog reader and podcast listener, the only science that truly matters is the evidence of your own unique body. We can also take away from this that in moderation, coffee is reasonably healthy for most people. Keep it under three cups a day, even if you're a slow caffeine metabolizer, and you should be fine. Also, mycotoxins don't seem to be a major problem in coffee. However, they do occur in other foods. Still, the amounts are usually small. And we should remember to focus on the big picture. Get your fundamentals solid first before worrying about the details. That means eating a varied, nutrient-rich diet of minimally processed foods. Balance your fat intake and get it from real food sources as much as possible. And of course, if you're curious, experimental, concerned about coffee quality and have money to burn, uh, or should I say brew, try the Bulletproof coffee. But be safe and sane about it. Do you really need 54 grams of fat in your coffee? Could you make do with less? You could also consider other coffee hacks. In reality, with most coffee hacks, you probably won't see significant benefits beyond what you'd get with regular coffee or tea. But for an interesting experiment, you could check out Nate Green's advice on how to make the perfect cup of coffee. You can find a link to it online in today's article. And also make sure to get tested. Blood lipid indicators are one sure way to know what's happening in your body. If you're going to roll the dice with an extremely high-fat coffee, hit the lab and find out what's in your veins. And there you have it, Brian St. Pierre's article, Coffee Upgraded? Is Bulletproof Coffee All It's Cracked Up To Be? You can read the article online yourself at precisionnutrition.com forward slash bulletproof dash coffee. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day. And hey, enjoy that morning brew. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week's edition of Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. For more information about how to eat, move, and live better yourself, and for some awesome free nutrition and health resources, Come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com. You could also visit us on Facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.